The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast, where the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. I'm Adam. And today we are talking the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Welker's, our top 10 Frank Welker characters. Yes. Or performances or voices, whatever Whatever. you want to call it. He's had so many, and it's awesome. And I I had a good time going through these. I did too. 896 acting credits on IMDb. I don't know that anyone has more than him. I don't know. And he's, I mean, he's still going. He's in his like uh, mid to later 70s. And I don't, I don't know if he will stop. Um, he could he could absolutely hit over a thousand credits. Oh, I'm sure. Yep. Um, he has been. I'm trying to figure out real quick as I <laughs> as I scroll down this enormous list of credits of what his his first one mm. was. Um, and it looks like the first credit he has on there was an acting credit because most voice actors are sure. actors and they do like to do live action stuff. Uh, but he was on a Elvis movie. I'm looking at it. It's called saw, The Trouble with Girls. Yeah, I it saw, stars I saw. Elvis Presley. Yeah, <laughs> is that from so like the 60s? 69. Wow, Giggity. 1969 was his first uh, his first credit, or his first acting credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but also his first voiceover credit also came from 1969. So actually, I'm not really sure which one that came out first. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we've talked about if you've listened to this show with any kind of regularity. We often bring him up mm-hmm. uh, because he's in everything, yep. literally in everything. <laughs> I mean, there were things that we had he had no it seemingly no right to be in, and he was there making noises and doing stuff. Uh, if you need any kind of noise, be it animal, human, probably vegetable, <laughs> i'm I'm sure if you needed someone to sound like a carrot, I'm sure uh, he could yeah. do it. Frank Welker does it all. And I think, I feel like that will kind of show in my list. Yeah, I think I, I feel like I had a good, um, a good range of his stuff, I feel. With 890-something credits, I had a very hard time narrowing this down yeah. to 20. And ultimately, I decided to go with nostalgia as my driving factor for okay. how I rated everything. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, I think I was fairly similar. I mean, well, no, no if, eh, not always, actually, because one of my most <laughs> nostalgic shows I did put in, into an honorable mention, so, but we'll see. Okay. I, I don't really have too much to talk about. I mean, we've talked about Frank Walker many, many, many times. Um, any any kind of, anything you want to hit uh, us with or anything? No, I don't have any other, I mean, because I, I also don't want to mention too many of his other characters, because they've all, you know, they'll right. hit on this list. Um but I mean, he's he's a legend in the field of voice acting, as you've already said. And, you know, I think, you know, you said he kind of notoriously doesn't love doing um, interviews or like doesn't go like a lot of conventions all that much. But no, he'll, he'll pop up every. But then. I did actually meet him at a convention. And the reason we went one, it was in Vegas. So it was uh-huh. here uh, Two, it was a rare appearance mm-hmm. by him. And. So I have a I have a picture of myself with my son and my daughter. They were dressed up. Um, I think my son was actually dressed up as Indiana Jones. 
Nice. He was which on we, that. Which we might, which we might hear about later. For with a picture of him, you know, at a convention, and that is that is one that I will absolutely cherish. Yeah, uh, because he was not only has he been a part of my childhood, essentially he's kind of been a part of our parents' childhood as well. Everybody's childhood, yeah, yeah, of some kind, you know. So I mean, our parents or our mom probably was like thirteen when he started. So that's yeah. Yeah. uh, All right. Well, let's go ahead and start this list then. Uh, Adam, what is your number 10? Sure. Um, I do think I probably, I, I, I put a, in more of an emphasis on some of his, his more human roles because he makes a lot of like animal noises. Yes. Um, and uh, some of them are great and I totally get that and I love them. And if they make lists, you know, that totally makes sense. And actually some of them did make my list, but he does yeah, a lot of dog stuff too. And I'll talk about stuff later. This one, I kind of, I did, had, honestly, I didn't know he did this voice until I was kind of looking through his stuff. And that's, right. That's how Frank Wilker's, you know, his credits yeah. are. Like, and, oh, and shit, there's a lot too. Of, there's a lot of things that he actually isn't even credited on. Like, there are things that oh, he doesn't sure. even have credits for um, that I found in other lists that are like, he actually did the voice for this and actually okay. did the voice for that. And that actually played into at least I, one or two things in my list. And I didn't end up looking onto those. So there might be some stuff that would have made my list that I didn't realize was him. Um, but this guy... He uh, he was a fun side character on the Animaniacs show, and you know he just as a, I thought his voice was good, and Frank Wilder did a good job. I went with Ralph the Guard as my number ten. <clears throat> Doctor Scratch and Sniff is arriving with the Warner Brothers. Please let those kids behave. I want my money. I want my money. That was an honorable mention um, because when I watched I watched a video of all of his characters yeah. just to kind of remind myself and I, my son watched it with me and when that came up my son lost his mind because he loves Animaniacs uh-huh. he le- he watches all the new seasons that have come out he he loves that show yeah um, and then like he was he was he was like oh my god he was Ralph yeah. I'm like yeah and you got a picture with him <laughs> very cool um, I also have a lot more I, I do have some kind of animal stuff that were that will pop up on here um, but I also have a, a lot more probably live actiony stuff not of him okay. acting but him yeah. voicing live action stuff um then maybe and again a, a lot of it came down to nostalgia i was like really what am i most nostalgic okay. for you know even if it's not necessarily like the greatest thing like the the property wasn't great if i have nostalgia for it mm-hmm. uh and so my number 10 is station from bill and ted's bogus journey Station! What are you doing? Dudes! This is no time to be playing games! I I totally understand that. They made my big list, and so, yeah, I didn't... My... my, and, and. Having that nostalgia of Station, I I totally understand to that. To this day, to this day, anytime station. I see the word Station, I go Station. <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. Love it. Um, and you know, I think a movie that actually probably has gotten better over time. Um, I I think a lot more people look back on that movie reverently now than probably would have admitted to when it came out, where it was kind of looked at as like, oh, this is a horrible thing. <laughs> but we all watched it, yeah, several I love, I love times. Bogus journey, yeah. All right, what's your number nine? 
Uh, my number nine, I don't know if it'll make your list because I don't. I mean, I I watched the sh- the uh, movie, uh, of course, because everybody watched the movie. But I also watched the show because Disney Channel put on a show, and I also watched it as well. So I always liked, and he does great monkey sounds, and I don't think he does any <laughs> other monkey sound better than Abu. Abu. Don't touch anything. We gotta find that lamp. Uh, From Aladdin. Abu did not make my list. Okay, I love his Abu. I think it's it's a. Um, oh, I think it's great. It's great, and it's very similar to some of his other monkey sounds. But there is a, there is a. Um, I don't know. There's an actual character and a personality with yes. Abu. That yes, absolutely there is. And he does a great job of adding that to it. And so, yeah, Abu's got his own his own kind of he's a fun side character for for the Aladdin movie and then also I think the Aladdin show that he also did the voice for that one. Yeah, I love that little monkey. He's a fun little thing, you know, <laughs> jumping around. He's not he's not as, you know, great as like the genie, of course, but he is still a fun fun side ca- character. Uh, all right. Uh, my number nine also comes from a live action movie and actually one that we've talked about. And it's it's uh, it's not the greatest movie. In fact, uh, the part that he comes in is like one of the weirdest parts in the entire movie. But man, do I have nostalgia for it. Uh, I my number nine is Walk's father from Explorers. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, Walking Neek's father. Yes, at the yes. very kind of end, he's this gigantic, uh, you know, alien, and those are just kids. We find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I consider that as as well. You know, yeah. just again for yeah for nostalgia. I definitely yeah. I went somewhat not as nostalgic as you. <laughs> sure, I do remember that. That's fine. Uh, all right, what was your number eight? Uh, my number eight. He is playing a human character. Uh, one of the seemingly few times. He does that. It's, I mean, well, he's got tons <laughs> of credits on all of them, um, and he just had he had a good voice. He, honestly, he was it was a cartoon based off of a live action show, and his character didn't really look anything like he did from the movie. But he just had a good friendly feel. You always appreciated the character, and I like this one better than I only went with one show. I didn't go like the different characters from the same show because he also multiple times. Did right. multiple characters, so I had to. So I picked okay, only one character, and he also did Slimer in the show. But I actually really liked him as Ray Stance in Real Ghostbusters. Proper ambience. Wow, it's Dopey Dog. I used to have one of these. Oh, Dopey. Uh, something I can do for you guys? Remember, as long as you're on. That was an honorable mention. Yeah, for me. I mean, real Ghostbusters. We watched that. We talked about that one with Corey. I think it was a fun show. It was a good show. Yeah. I definitely remember that one. Um, and he kind of is like, you know, the character is kind of the heart. The Ray is kind of like the heart of the Ghostbusters. And you know, he's a little bit. The cartoon's a little bit more goofy with stuff. 
Um, and so I always, I always liked him. He was always just a, a damn good character. Uh, all right. Uh, so my uh, number eight is a monkey. Um, but I, mine is a live action monkey. I okay. went with the monkey from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I totally get that one. There is a big nostalgia feel. You also find it, it's almost strange how accurate he makes these monkey sounds. Oh, yeah. That you're like, oh, they just recorded monkey sounds. No, no, no. That's a human making those sounds. And yeah. it's perfect. And, and and at first you're like, why would you need to? But you re- you know, you really need these animals to make sounds related to what is going on. And yeah. you can't always find recorded sounds that will work. That's us. So you got to find someone who can act like whatever the animal is and man frank wilker is the master at it he's the best for sure uh all right you're this is probably going to be a pretty quick episode because we don't have too much to add to it but you know what it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one to talk about we're not gonna dive into you know the the how much backgrounds into all of these shows because some of these shows we've already talked about or will talk yeah. about or other stuff like that. So, right. But yeah, it's just the, some of the, it's just these voices that just make you feel good, make you feel nostalgic. And that's what Frank Wilker does. Yep. Uh, well, okay. We're on number seven. We are. And my number seven is not one character, but two characters. Uh, and he did that a couple times, you know, and mm-hmm. gosh, I got so many honorable mentions I want to talk about. But this is these are two characters that were kind of like buddies. You saw them; they're brothers, actually. You saw them side by side in the cartoon that they were part of, which was Garfield and Friends. Uh, this is the and Friends part on that farm. I went with Booker and Sheldon, which were the two little chickens. I'm Booker. I'm Sheldon. Here's our hurricane. We love to sing and dance for you. We love to entertain. Okay, not on my list. He voiced both of them, and when I kind of was looking through and I was watching some clips on stuff, and I was like, oh, he voiced those two. And I'm like, I they were hilarious. They were absolutely hilarious. They had great voices. Um, Sheldon, obviously, was kind of like, had to be uh, kind of muffled because he was still inside of his shell, but they were a good comedic duo. I really, really liked uh, Booker and Sheldon. Cool. It's been a long time since I've watched that one. We Did we review that show? Yeah, we talked to Garfield and Friends. That's what yep. I thought. Uh, all right, so my number seven is also from a live-action movie, and it's one that we've already talked about, but I've already talked about how I liked this particular character. It's not a human character. Um, I think they do kind of speak a little bit, uh, kind of sillily, um, but it's it's my favorite part of it, and that is Stripe from Gremlins.
That was an honorable mention for me. Uh, you know, I was heavily considering uh, the kind of he voice, obviously the gremlin voices, Mogwise and Stripe in particular, but a couple yeah. other people did as well. He also did the main bad one in Gremlins Two. Yeah, which yeah, I can which never make. It's not Stripe; it's a different name. I Spike can't remember. or something Spike, like that. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I think it was Spike. Oh, Mo- Mohawk, I think is what they call it. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. Whatever. Fuck one it. of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Who I cares? mean, those those voices are almost iconic. The the right. Gremlin voices and the Mogwai voices, which I know, um, uh, Howie Mandel did did uh, Gizmo, but yeah. And they had a bunch of other voice actors who kind of did yeah. another innocuous like Mogwai voices, and Gremlin voices, but yep. Stripe in particular is very memorable. He is. Uh, also, his death is very memorable in that yes. movie. A lot yeah. of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. All right, number six. All right, my number six. Um, it's another more of a human-esque voice, uh, but another cartoon, and from an 80s cartoon that they have redone uh, recently. I don't know if it's still going on uh, right now, but they have updated it. Now, he might do the voice of a couple of the Beagle Boys, but specifically, I'm going to call out Big Time Beagle on the show DuckTales. Away from me, fortune, you crook. <laughs> Not this time, McDuck. Oh, you ain't getting the drop on this Beagle Boy. So he's kind of the leader of the Beagle Boys. Um, I liked, you know, he just he just fit well, almost kind of like a I don't know, you know gruffer, almost New Yorky or something kind of accent. Um, but I love me some Ducktales, and uh, the villains, you know, the Beagle Boys showed up mm-hmm. all the time. So yeah, that didn't make my list. Okay, fair. <laughs> you didn't have to. So no, that's no. good one. Yeah. That's the thing with 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 you know 800 plus credits. Yeah. I'll be honestly, I there's like maybe a couple that might share I, on our list, but honestly I I'm surprised we haven't had a I think my top comment. 5 might also be in your on your list. We'll see. Okay. Uh well we'll see if my number 6 is on your list because we're kind of nostalgia for this show. It was a short-lived show, and we reviewed it way back in episode mm-hmm. six. My number six is Krulos from Dino Riders. That is higher on my list. Okay. Uh, all right, number five. And number five is one of his most iconic voices. He has voiced it in both live action and in the cartoon. The longtime cartoon was what he's best known for. Um, and... We talked about this with uh, Chris Hollister. Uh, we talked about the the movie, and it was just fantastic. I went with Megatron from Transformers as my number five. <laughs> How ironic! By leading us to this planet, the Autobots have sealed their own doom. Here's something to keep you warm. <laughs> Didn't make my list. I'm surprised. Okay. Well, I was never a huge Transformers guy. Okay. The All voice right. is absolutely iconic, yeah. but I'm not that nostalgic for Transformers. All right. I mean, it's great. Yeah. He's, a, he's one of the all-time great cartoon villains, or at least like, you know, at least from the 80s. Um, and then they, they did reuse him for uh, one of the Transformer movies because they had Hugo Weaving doing um, Megatron in like the first few Transformers movies, right? But then I guess Hugo Weaving d- didn't want to do it anymore. Maybe they didn't want to pay him anymore. I so, they had, so they had Frank Welker do um, Megatron in one of the more recent ones as well. So, so yeah, he's still around. Cool. Still around doing Megatron. It's awesome. Yep. 
Um, so my number five is a little bit iffy because as far as I can tell, he's actually uncredited for it. And I don't know if he only did it for the first episode that this character appeared or if he's always done it. Um, but from what I understand, uh, and this was like the first, one of the first episodes of this show, my number five is Santa's Little Helper from The Simpsons. Hey, everybody, look what we got. <laughs> a dog! All right, Dad! God bless him. So love at first sight is possible. And if he runs away, he'll be easy to catch. Oh, this is the best gift of all, Homer. It is? Yes, something to share our love and frighten prowlers. What's his name? Number eight. I, I mean, Santa's little helper. Oh, I I didn't had no idea that he might have ended, but it totally makes sense. You know, he was great at voice at dog. Yeah, voices, he's, so. he's not credited on the episode, and but I did find some some other sites that were like, yes, he did the he did the dog voices. At least the that very memorable first one when they were kind of rescue him from the dog track. Yeah, uh, yeah. Remember yeah. that if even even if that's the only that's episode, like, he like did, episode like really that's early like episode. Might that's like episode one. one. Yeah, yeah. It's like episode one. Um. Even if that's the only episode that he did that on, that's still like the probably one of the most iconic Santa's Little Helper episodes. Sure. Plus, it's the first one that's for a show that's still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, just for the nostalgia of The Simpsons, I I felt like I had to put it up there. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I definitely went. My list is far more. Did I like this voice? And and then even as an adult, what do I? How do I rank these voices as an adult? And yours is all nostalgia. I totally get that. I totally get it. Cool. Uh, uh, all right, your number four. All right, my number four is from a show we also talked about a long time ago, um, and I just I really like his voice uh, on the show Muppet Babies, where he voiced Kermit. Yes, it did, Piggy, and it's for Kermit. Me, Nanny? Uh-huh. Gee, I've never had a real telephone call before. Hello? Oh, hi, Bunsen. Yeah, right? Cowboys? Spaceships? Wow! That sounds great, Bunsen. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell him. Goodbye! What is that? Bunsen just invited his two uh, <laughs> birthday. I saw a clip of, there's a behind-the-scenes clip of him talking about um, him doing the voice of Kermit. He also does the voice of Skeeter. Okay, yeah. On that, And he did this little thing where he was like, he was going back and forth between them and he's like, and Skeeter and, and Skeeter's a girl, but Kermit's kind of a misogynistic frog. And then he switched over to Kermit, like, yeah, I'm kind of a misogynist. It was it was kind of funny. Nice. Just nice. talking about it. But it's, it, Muppet Babies was a great show for us back in the day. Yeah, it absolutely and was. Kermit, of course, being like the leader of the of that group. And yeah, just I, his voice, I just loved it. Uh, all right. My number four, it's not his biggest role in terms of volume in this movie. But it is one that I often think about because it is it is a kind of a, a scary scene if you're a little kid, I think. Uh, my number four is The Cave of Wonders from Aladdin. Within the diamond in the rough. 
are you waiting for? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, that lion-looking cave that comes out and talks. Yeah, you know, and he's, he's using his, his deep voice that he has yeah. that he can mm-hmm. that he can grow into. And just that whole scene of, of that thing popping out is, t- to me, one of the most memorable parts. Yeah. I agree that probably if we're talking, like, obviously for quantity, but maybe even a little bit for quality, Apu is the way to go. Uh-huh. Uh, for that, but to me, the Cave of Wonders is always like the first thing I think about when gotcha. somebody says Aladdin. Okay, okay, I- I'm cool with that. Uh, all right, your number three. My number three uh, was uh, so far our only uh, similar one on the yeah. same list. And it was your number six uh, from very you know short lived show, but we watched that VHS all the time, and his voice was great as this kind of gruffy um, frog like. Villain, I went with Krulos from Dino Riders. The Valorian Starship is going to Gamma Acceleration, Lord Krulos. <laughs> the Valorians are still within range. Don't let them escape. Engage tractor beams now. Tractor beam is locked up. You know, a show that was clearly designed to sell toys. Yes. And just. Didn't, but we definitely had a few of the toys. We did, we did. Um, it worked on I us. Think, yeah, it definitely worked on us. Going back, I, you know, it's been God, what six years since we talked about that. Yeah. Um, but going back to watch that was so nostalgic. It was <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, I kind, I kind of, I kind of, I need to see if I can find the other episodes. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, we had a Krulos toy too. So like, yeah. it's like that character definitely we had, meant something with to the, us with the T Rex too. Yeah, right? the T Rex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, I don't know how don't, the hell we got that. I think that, that might have been the only one we had. I don't know if we had any yeah. of the other ones. I'm not sure we did, but I did, we definitely had the T-Rex because he was outfitted out and, and, and the crew was with it, so that was pretty cool. Uh, all right. Uh, my number three comes from a show that I absolutely love. Um, it's It started in 1999, and I watched I watched every episode. Um, my son loves the show and has watched every episode. Actually, my daughter even uh, enjoyed uh, the show. Uh, and there are new seasons coming out on Hulu coming up. Uh, my number three is Nibbler from Futurama. Higher on my list. Okay. But we'll talk about it right now because my number two is Nibbler from Futurama. Okay. Oh, Nibbler. At least I'm important to you, even if it's only because I clean up your poop. The poop eradication is but one aspect of your importance. <laughs> Did you just talk? Indeed. And I have other amazing powers as well. Like what? So, it, the little sounds, the little yeah. nibbler sounds, <laughs> but then they <laughs> also get the big boistering when he actually talks. You get <laughs> yeah. both. It's great. Which is a great contrast, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fun character. I mean, it's kind of like this pet who, and he also, you can almost guarantee, uh, Frank Welker makes those, like, whenever he's eating sounds, those eating mm. sounds are hilarious with Nibbler as well, as he yeah. opens up his jaws and just sucks down whatever. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun character. Um, yeah, loves Nibbo. He's so cute, but he's you know also <laughs> highly intelligent, and he poops uh, a fuel rocket fuel right. kind of thing. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I loved what they eventually did with the character because at first I think he probably just was intended to be a pet, and uh-huh. then maybe they were like, oh, let's make him actually this hyper intelligent yeah. uh, being or whatnot. But yeah. they, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Futurama. I'm I'm excited and, and a little hesitant that it's coming back, but they're coming back with the same guys, so Yeah. As, it, as long, you're right. 
they've come back so many times that I've, I was trying to be like, I like that one time they came. Oh, no way, they came back a couple times, and I just can't remember the ones that I really liked. The other times that were like just lukewarm. But yeah, but like even to me, even the lukewarm episodes are still fun. You're right; they're eminently watchable. Yeah, and and honestly, one of the smartest shows on TV. There's so much, there's so much yeah. actual science that throws into those shows that actually someone. I heard someone once say that like it was like scientists' favorite, especially mathematicians, like favorite shows because they sure. throw in so much hidden things there. The jargon, yeah, yeah, good jargon. Uh, all right, all right, that was your number two. That was my number two. Uh, my number two is not one character but two characters, and you could also consider them brothers. But yeah. man, do I have nostalgia for it. My number two is Toka and Rezar from uh, Team NT 2's Secret of the Use. Yes, you will. When it is over, you will call me master. Mama? And we just talked to that movie, so I totally get it. And the nostalgia is phenomenal um, for Tokar Reza. They are uh, they are honorable mentions because I I didn't end up going with uh, uh, the nostalgia that high, but I yeah. get it. Dumb characters, mommy, really. mommy, <laughs> like this <is> ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Just you know. It's it's the nostalgia of it. I it is. What can I, 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 totally what can I say? And there's and my honorable mention list will be kind of that's where a lot of my nostalgia ones that will come in that I will I'll mention. Yep. Uh, all right. So we're down to number one. I think Mine we can has, three, two, one. This. You think so? I do. Okay. Let's do, do it. it. Three, two, one. Doctor Claw. Claw. Yep. There it was. Yeah. <laughs> My phony Martians will loot all of Metro City while I personally eliminate Gadget forever. <laughs> that fellow behind us is it, coming up. It, and I don't even like, I like Inspector Gadget, but this voice is mm. amazing. Yeah. I honestly think probably his most recognizable voice any kid that spent any time around a television in the 80s uh has heard this voice um and yeah you can you can still hear it in hints of other things like you can hear hints of it in krulos you can hear hints of it in cave of wonders but anytime i hear that my brain immediately goes to that disembodied arm with the spiked (laughs) the spiked bracelet petting the cat and i don't think that there's any other voice that just instantly sets me back mm-hmm. to a time and a place in my child. I can imagine the house we lived in at the time. I can imagine the room where the TV was in. I can imagine sitting at our little orange table that dad built, watching this show, being syndicated on Nickelodeon. It's one of my favorite childhood memories. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, the claw voice and it's just the the villain is great. It's a fun villain. It's on a fun show that we all liked with a great theme song. Yeah. But that voice, he he takes it up a notch, like on the graveliness, on like the in, on the scariness even of it. Um, that it, it to me, it had to be my number one. So. Uh, all right, let's throw it. We got uh, there is one uh, that I have in my honorable mentions that I'm honestly shocked you didn't throw in there, and I think that's Bronx because it from was, Gargoyles. Yes, that was one. And that's um, my number eleven, and it's because. 
the voice is it's just you know it's a the, it's because of the nostalgia for sure it would be, if i went with nostalgia on there that would probably end up being one or two or three or yeah. something because i adore gall girls but like the voice itself it's fine you know it's not right. like you know bronx Bronx didn't add as much to the show as I think a lot of the other characters that I had higher on the list did. I think okay. that's where it came to me on that one. Fair enough. Uh, I'll throw out a few honorable mentions and then you can throw some. Sure. Um, I, the same episode that we talked Dino Riders, we talked The Land Before Time. And he also did Spike yep. in Land Before Time. I I throw this one in there more for the nostalgia of the movie than I'd really care for the character, but Reptile from Mortal Kombat. Sure. And Shao Kahn at the end as well. Shao Kahn, um, and then, which led into that absolutely horrible... <laughs> so bad. So <laughs> uh, bad. Sequel. Uh, and he was the voice of the aliens in Independence Day. Oh, of Independence Day. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. I also think of him also as the voice of the Martians. Matt, 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 Matt. That's <laughs> from Mars in, Attack. Mars Attack. That was that was one I actually considered pretty good. Yeah, because they had such uh, an annoying voice. All right, so. give us a few more of yours. Sure, I, I had a whole bunch of of ones I wanted to bring up, but I but I, Soundwave. I put in Megatron, but Soundwave was another one. He was like kind of the very um, robotic-y sounding voice right. as another villain. I liked him a lot in that one. Uh, Hefty Smurf from the Smurfs. He was kind of like the gruffer, like <laughs> you know, like more physical, <laughs> strong Smurf. Right. Um, uh, Barney Rubble, but not on like the show, specifically on the Pebbles commercials. The oh, Cocoa okay. And, Fr- and I love those commercials. I mean, those are nostalgic for me. Right. Um, I also want to throw, well, neither of us had mentioned one of his also more iconic roles ever is Fred from Scooby-Doo. He's been doing that one. Yes. Ever. Yeah. And we, that, that definitely yeah. one needed to be mentioned. Had to be mentioned. Um, but also I want to throw out. Uh, kind of similar enough with Bronx, um, just kind of like you know the the adding Anapu or Abu and other stuff like that. Um, the way he adds personality into animals is great. Joanna from Rescuers Down Under is one I want to mention because uh, he, that lizard um, that uh, was kind of like the sidekick villain on that movie was a damn good job. So uh, yeah. so yeah, and, and then the other last little one. He wasn't the gopher in the first Caddyshack, but he did the the sound of the gopher in the second Caddyshack, <laughs> which is a shit movie, but right. I think it's kind of funny, you know, as it makes its noise as it dances to I'm Alright. Like I'll uh, I'll throw one more out there. Um, if you remember, there was a, a commercial. I don't think there was a cartoon. I think it was, I mean, the commercial was a cartoon, but I don't think it was anything. I think uh-huh. it was literally just commercial. It was about getting trying to get kids to read, and there was a cat called OG Readmore. Um, okay. If you saw the commercial... I bet you would okay. recognize it. I'll have there. to pull it up on YouTube. How do you put a price on nostalgia? Man. Um, this man is going to live forever in the hearts and minds of people from our parents' age to people who are not yet born. Hopefully this man understands the impact that he's made on lives, even mm-hmm. just the little bit of entertaining people of all ages Frank Welker, I don't ever expect you to ever hear this episode because um, I don't know if anyone would be narcissistic, narcissistic enough to watch an episode or to listen to an episode of a podcast that was specifically about them. I would. I, I would totally except would. us. Yes, we would. <laughs> uh, but uh, this man is iconic, and mm-hmm. I will forever love him for all that he's done to entertain me. All right, that was our top 10 Frank Welker characters. Join us next time as we're joined by Corey Stevenson to break down the 1987 film Predator, 
discuss the late 80s TV show Alien Nation, and recast Predator using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.